1: Love Talk Radio.
0: So, Nesty, my friends, Christ is risen, and on that we can depend, and he will come back for us and make everything right and come and get us someday. That's what I believe being a Christian, and good morning. I'm your host and friend, Reverend Sean McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created just to focus on the tenet that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible, but at home you can use any Bible you wish. And um, in gratitude for the many spiritual experiences and gifts that I've been given, we just do ongoing Bible readings, and uh, I encourage you to get out your Bible, or you can go on to an online source. It's uh, uh, www.biblia.com. And you can get an online Bible, which is good too, but hopefully we will have a Bible next to us. And uh, as we focus and pray this morning, you know, we pray to have our minds and our hearts set right that uh, focus on God and the positive things and the many blessings that we have in this world. And uh, let's do our opening prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we pray for all Christians who are being persecuted worldwide, yes, that's still going on. Their freedom to worship and lives are in jeopardy. And we pray for all those who are suffering from violence here at home and also abroad. And we pray for those who are sick in mind and body and for spiritual and mental diseases of all kinds. We also pray for the lonely, the aged and uncomforted, and those that are alone. And we pray for God, forgive us our sins. And we pray for those suffering from domestic violence in their own homes or worse, from predatory people that uh, worldwide there's a horrible thing going on. God, please, please help our little children and help everybody that's been sold into some kind of slavery. We ask this in Jesus' name. Please help us, God. Help us. Jesus, watch over us. And we also pray to God to send, to, to be a warrior with Archangel Michael to fight against every evil and protect lives that are taken or abuse for distorted and evil reasons. And we believe that some people have become martyrs because of this and all are going up to heaven, and we ask for your angels to watch over everybody. Our prayers go out out to all those who suffer anyway in the world, including the animals who can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers. They have many decisions to make, and we're praying for all countries for problems of suffering all over the world. We want to ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care and in his likeness and follow his example. We keep everybody and their families in our prayers, God, and especially those who really need your prayer right now and are suffering from every kind of loss and sometimes of desperation. And we pray for them that they know that you're real, God, that God, you're going to be the answer and you're going to save us and adopt all your children up into heaven. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As I said, uh, you can go to www.biblia.com for your uh, Bible, copy of Bible. And I'll let you know that the opening music was by Savé Vocal Group from the CD Native Angels by Savé. You can listen to that on YouTube or you can get a copy. Go to Savé.org or you can listen to it. uh, Oh, they're also on Facebook. And they do live shows. I really like this band. And um, you can listen to them for free on uh, YouTube. And, of course, you know, you can go iTunes. Anyway, I want to have, let's switch it up. And we're going to have a very happy birthday and blessed birthday and a prosperous, prosperous year ahead for the following. Well, my number one grandson, Nick Youngkin, he just turned 26. And then my friend, Kim Ross, my son's friend, family friend, Dina Drotar, Rita Abrego, and Courtney uh, Rorschauer, Nikki Goldfinch, and Carrie Longley wish all of you a very happy birthday and happy anniversary to anybody. It's their anniversary today. Um, And God bless everybody. And um, please let me know if you want me to send out, um, you know, any kind of anniversary shout-out or anything like that. I'd be happy to do it. So God bless you, everybody. Have a wonderful birthday and a wonderful year ahead. And if it's your anniversary, happy anniversary. Let's see here. Okay, so if you have any daughter issues this morning, uh, and you need to talk to me on air and ask for a special prayer, uh, you can call in. The number is 619-924-9744. Anyway, welcome to Sacred Sunday. And we're on 1 Peter chapter 3. Now, we know... That this was written 2,000 years ago, but it's talking about lifely duties and things like that. So keep in mind that, you know, we do live in modern times and uh, do not overdo it with, this, uh, with any of this radically in a way, one way or another, because I don't believe in that. I think that uh, people should live happily and equally in their homes and love each other. I don't believe in power down and all this, but let's just read the Bible, okay? Now, this is our uh, summary before we get to reading the Bible itself. Wifely duties. More Peter. More not first 20th century (laughs) friendlier advice. Ladies, obey your husbands. Even if your man is an unbelieving jerk, just keep being sweet as pie. Hey, maybe one day you win him over with your feminine, charms and Christian piety. Maybe. But also goes, don't spend too much time on your image. Just say no to braiding your hair, wearing gold, and putting on fancy clothes. It's overkill. Instead of worrying about what you look like on the outside, show off your beautiful inside. There's nothing hotter than a gentle and quiet spirit. Try to be like Sarah, and that's the one I I would love to be like. She listened to her husband, Abraham, and nothing weird ever happened to them. Wait a minute. You might want to peek at Genesis again, Peter. Anyway... Okay, so we've heard about wives. Now, how about the gents? Well, Peter thinks that the husbands should be considered to their wives too. Sure, the ladies are the so-called weaker sex, but they're also God's children who will reap all the same rewards as men. And we guess there's no misogyny in heaven, which there's not because everybody is equal in heaven. So think about that if you want to use this for powering down, which I don't think you should do. Just do the spirit of this thing. Be excellent to each other. And some advice for everyone, just love one another. If someone does something bad to you, don't try to get even by seeking revenge. Bless them instead. Well, because you know what's going to happen if you seek out revenge, it will be returned to you. It's the only way you're going to inherit the kingdom of heaven, everyone keeps talking about. Just say no to evil. After all, if you're trying to be good, who can fault you for that? And even if someone does attack you while you're doing the right thing, God totally has your back. Don't be afraid if someone asks you what to what do you believe. Tell them politely. If you're a good person, it'll be tougher for the naysayers to attack you. So be polite, find upstanding, so nobody can turn around and say something bad about you. And that's the only common sense. Peter keeps going. You, you've got not to worry about that because Jesus suffered and died so that everyone would be saved, even those naysayers. Remember when Noah built that ark and God saved only eight people after cleansing the world with water. Well, now he wants to save everyone through water, the water of baptism. So be exact. By being baptized, believers ask God to help them. That's right. And all is possible because of Jesus, says Peter. I want to thank smoke.com for our summary. And that's that's the summary of the story. So let's get time to open our Bibles and... To read straight from the word itself. Okay, so in the same way, now reading First Peter chapter three, in the uh, two husbands, in the same way you wives be submissive to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, that they may be one without a word by the behavior of their wives, as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. Your adornment must not be merely external, braiding the hair and the wearing of gold jewelry or putting on dresses, but let it be of the hidden person in the heart, with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. For in this way, in former times, the holy women also, who hoped in God, used to adorn themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. Just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you have become her children, if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. Your, you husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker, since she's a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir to the grace of God, so that your prayers will not be hindered. And uh, it says to sum up, if all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil, insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. For the one who desires life to love and to see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips for speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good, for he must seek peace and pursue it. That's right, we have to seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. That means us. Do not do evil so they listen to us. Grace means suffering and the reasons for suffering. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? Even if you should suffer the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation, and do not be troubled. But sanctify Christ as the Lord of your heart, always being ready to make a defense to anyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. And keep a good conscience so that in the thing that which you are, you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better, if God should will it so, that you suffer for doing what is right rather than for doing for what is wrong. That's a good point. For so Christ is also di- Christ also died for sins, once and for all, and the just for the unjust, so that He might be bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which He went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison, who once were disobedient, when the patience of God kept waiting in those days of Noah, during the construction of the ark in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, not the removal of the dirt from your flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at the right hand of God, having gone into heaven after angels and authorities and powers have been subjected to him. Well, that was a beautiful chapter. I'm glad that we go over it twice. And... Uh, It really means a lot to us. And it's calling us again, if I could read 15 again. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to anyone who asks you to give account of the hope that is in you. Yet with gentleness and reverence, keep good conscience so that the thing from which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. So keep on the good foot so people won't have a reason or ability to slander you, or call you bad, uh, say something bad, and uh, when you're really a good person, waiting on God. So I want to encourage everybody to read the Word of God as often as you can, and uh, just live your lives in a gentle gentleness and, and hope. And uh, that's what we're trying to do here. So let's see, so we have our good book here, which is, um, let's see, I want to read uh, out of our guidebooks, which, you know, is a book I, I really like to, and um, let's see, what I'm doing is, um, I'm going to find a story for us. Okay, so let's read the first one. The first one in the book is called Bubba, and it's by Bert Klumpus, uh Douglasville, Pennsylvania. In the series, he says, uh, I was about five when I first realized that Bubba, Yiddish for grandmother, was not on good terms with mom. Whenever dad drove us to Harrisburg, PA, to visit his mother, it was always the same story. If Bubba spoke to mom at all, her words were clipped and cold. Then one visit, Mom and Bubba were washing dinner dishes from teacups slipped out of Mom's hands and shattered on the floor. A look of disdain clouded Bubba's broad face. Molly, she grumbled, you never were good enough for my son. I was shocked. How could Bubba talk like that? My eyes welled with tears as I watched Mom bite her lip and looked to Dad. He was red-faced and wordless, but my grandfather's eyes blazed at Bubba. You apologize to Mom, Molly. Grandpa demanded Bubba, a large woman who dwarfed my short and wiry grandfather, merely folded her arms and pursed her lips stubbornly. Our visit ended abruptly, but not before my grandfather steered me down the steps of a small apartment to his grocery store below. He slid open the door at the back of the candy case. Here, Bert, take one, he said, as if the sweetness could purge the bitter aftertaste of Bubba's outburst. I shook my head, then relented, selecting his cherry sour ball. I was throwing it around my mouth and resisting the urge to bite into it as we drove home. Mom must have been doing the same thing with Bubba's words, rolling them around in her mind and fighting the urge to complain to Dad. About the time that I finally crunched the sour ball, Mom blurted out, Ike, why didn't you say something? Dad didn't answer. He only gripped the steering wheel a little tighter and drove a little faster. At last, Mom cried out, So this is what you think, too? I am not good enough? As I nearly was thrown off the back seat, his dad slammed on the brake pedal and swerved to a stop on the shoulder of the road. How can you say that, Molly? He gasped, grabbing her shawl. I know I had only a third grade education when I came to this country. Mom sobbed. I know I had to sew in a sweatshop to help support my family. I know you're your mother's favorite son, but does that make me not good enough, Ike? His father's, my father's face, usually so stern, softened. Are you through, he asked quietly. Mom nodded and rummaged her pocketbook for tissue. Their eyes finally met and Dad kissed his fingertips and touched them softly to Mom's lips. I knew things were all right again. But I also knew how Dad felt, torn between the two women he loved most in the world, not wanting to hurt either one. The next time we went to Harrisburg, Mom insisted on in the car while we visited with Bubba. I'm staying with mom, I declared loyally. Go with your father, Mom ordered. All right, I said, giving in, but I'm not speaking to Bubba. Bubba pretended to be disappointed that Mom wasn't with us. And when she smiled, she spread huge huge arms wide for me. My resolve evaporated. I melted all the while, feeling like a traitor. But what five-year-old can resist a grandmother's hug? When dad and my grandfather went downstairs to the store, I mustered my courage and asked Bubba why she didn't love my mom. She refused to answer. But you love me, don't you? I persisted. Bubba pulled me into her lap. Sure I do, she said fiercely. Well, if you love me, you can't be nice to mom? Bubba shrugged. It's different, she said. You're too young to understand. Just then, dad came upstairs and said it was time to leave. Not long after, Bubba took ill and had a severe case of a flu. Stubborn as always, she refused to go to the hospital story with any of her children nearby. My grandfather had his hands full working 12-hour days, tending the store, so my dad offered to bring Bubba to recuperate with us in the home of her favorite son. To my surprise, Mom agreed. My stomach knotted at the prospect of two of them under one roof. The next day, Dad followed Bubba to the house, carrying a battered brown valise and a large paper bag. He put the bag on the kitchen table. What's this, Mom asked. I brought my own food, said Bubba, punctuating her statement with a series of hacking coughs. Mom emptied the bag of its contents, a large jar of pickles, another of sauerkraut, and six cans of store-bought chicken soup. This isn't food for a sick person, Mama said, glancing dismissively at Bubba. Attention between them made my knees weak. Lord, I prayed desperately. Please let them get along this once. Please. I'll get Bubba settled in the guest room, Dad interjected quickly, taking Grandmother by the arm. She's not eating this food, Ike, Mom called after them. I will, too, Bubba coughed. I won't want her dying in my house. I wouldn't dream of it, Molly. Well, both of you, that's enough, Dad shouted, pulling Bubba up the stairs. But when he returned, he took Mom aside. You've got to try to show my mother respect while she's in this house, he whispered hoarsely. Then he stopped off to work. Red-faced and silent, muttering a prayer, Mom swept aside Bubba's groceries and went to work herself, chopping and slicing, preparing a big pot of her homemade chicken soup. While the glorious concoction bubbled and simmered in the stove, Mom baked a fresh loaf of chala, a sweet breaded bread she usually made for the Sabbath. When it was done, she fixed a tray with her best china and carried it up to Bubba. There was something almost defiant about her as she climbed up the stairs. Tiptoe behind, I watched Mom hand Bubba the tray. There was a long, nerve-wracking pause before Bubba croaked, For me? Mom didn't answer. Instead, she briskly smoothed the covers on Bubba's bed and left. Downstairs, I asked Mom why she had gone to such trouble for Bubba. I thought chila and the soup was for Fridays. I mean, Bubba wasn't even nice to you. That doesn't matter, Bern, she said. She's still your father's mother, and she's still my guest, and that's how we'll treat her. Apparently, that's what God wants. Later, I went up to get Bubba's dishes. Isn't Mom's chicken soup the best, I asked her? Bubba hemmed and hawed and shifted in bed. I oh, found not that, she finally admitted, as if the words were a torture to get out. Mom, I said, handing her the tray downstairs, Bubba said your chicken soup is the best. She did, Mom said, failing to mask her surprise. This was a high praise coming from Bubba, and I thought Mom straightened it a little bit with pride. Every day from then on, Mom made Bubba soup and fresh chaw and served it on her best dishes, and it was a good medicine and not just for Bubba's flu. Each time Mom took Bubba her tray, they lingered together a little while longer. One afternoon, I listened at the door. I heard Bubba say, Molly, I have six daughters, and not one of them makes soup to match yours. Oh, go on, Bubba, she, Mom said modestly. Can I get you some more? I peeked into the room just in time to see Bubba raise herself from the bed and give Mom a good hug, long long hug. I knew that's how that felt. Mom was blushing when she came out and scooted me away, but later she took me by the shoulders and said, Bert, if I grumble about the girl you marry, just tell her to keep trying to love me anyway, and God will do the rest. I think Bubba stayed on a few days extra just because she was having a good time. Seeing his wife and mother get along at last, Listed the, the huge burden from my father, and I was glad God had heard my prayer and helped bring Mom and Bubba together. And if we treat one another with respect and love, even if it's difficult you'll we'll look after the rest, and that's what the two women I loved most in the world taught me when I was five years old. And that story actually goes right along with our Bible study, also, and uh, meaning that's, you know, press that love around and. Uh, as couples uh, be loving towards each other and the fathers and mothers loving towards each other, the grandparents and the whole family. I know families are in difficult straits. My family is in the same way, but let's just pray for each other that we overcome this world that has put so much pressure on all of us and how cruel we're treating each other and dismissive even within our own families. Let's just hope that things are get better, which they always will with Jesus Christ. And we know that uh, we look forward to the day when Jesus comes rescue us from all this. And in, and in the meantime, we have responsibility to each other, to our loving families, to our friends, and our loved ones. So God, God, please help us do this. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. So in our closing, let's do our serenity prayer. That's our little tradition around here. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I want to thank you for joining Sacred Sunday. This will be available shortly in archives. You can listen to it as many times as you want. I hope it's been a benefit to you. And please come back and bring your friends, and we'll listen to another edition of our Bible study. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, you're not alone. I love you, and may God bless your dreams. Okay, Trump, and your dreams come true, and true love live in your heart. Please message me if you have any concerns or requests for prayers or need to discuss something. By my friends, happy trails to you. And once again, we're going to put on the closing music, and I wish you all the best in every single thing you do. And and God bless you birthday people and the ones having birthday out there. God bless you. Love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.